20 years ago, a new voice hit the airwaves in Palm Beach County. I've been calling with you on ESPN Radio 760, the Palm Beach Sports Leader. A voice that was passionate about sports. Good afternoon and welcome. Dedicated to the community and committed to bringing fans the best coverage possible. That voice was ESPN West Palm. And for two decades, it has continued to define the sports scene in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. From the big three. Not two, not three, not to four. To Friday Night Lights. ESPN West Palm has been there every step of the way. Because every day above ground is a good day. We've covered Super Bowls, NBA Finals, and everything in between. Live from PGA National, we have a Honda Classic champion. We've talked to legends and introduced fans to up-and-coming stars. It is Bobby Bowden. Coach Evan Cohen, how are things? Evan, good to talk to you again, buddy. All with you, the fans in mind. With some hot take radio. I know my basketball, brother. Sit back, relax, and join us as we take a look back at the last 20 years of sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. This is ESPN West Palm's 20 for 20. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Chandler Vick Alive 20 for 20 edition here on ESPN 106.3. ESPN West Palm, happy damn birthday to us. 20 years as the standard, the leader, the apex, the peak of sports. From a sports talk standpoint, sports media standpoint, content creation standpoint. In Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, Boca Raton, Navarro, Delray, Boynton, the coast, all the way out to the muck. That's what we're doing on this Friday. We are celebrating here on ESPN 106.3. I am Ken Lavica. He's Stone Labanowitz Friday Night Lights, and we have you here for a 20 for 20 edition of Ken Lavica Live on ESPN West Palm. You have heard from so many past and present ESPN West Palm, this family, tight-knit, extended family uh, that, that spans now two Decades, And so we got a lot to do here for the next couple hours. And uh, we have guests galore, but but uh, a man very close to my heart, Stone Lemanowitz, Friday Night Lights, is with me throughout this journey here. Middays where we belong here on ESPN 106.3. And so here's my deal. Here's my story. I was on the uh, road with FAU basketball last night. By the way, FAU, another blowout win, doing it at Rice, a win in Houston. And so I got on a, a, a flight Super early this morning. Uh, it was right around 6.45 Eastern Time, 5.45 Central Time. Flew into South Florida and then uh, drove up to West Palm. Didn't get to take Brightline. I should have. That's the stress-free way to get through South Florida, by the way. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. That's GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. I got Myself in here to the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios. And it's fitting while we celebrate the 20th birthday of ESPN West Palm, the man who is uh, the first guest, the first official guest on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, he is going to kick things off for us here. He is now going into his fourth season as the head football coach at Ole Miss, the two time Conference USA champion head football coach at Florida Atlantic, Lane Kiffin, with us here on ESPN. 1063. Uh coach, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. I know you're getting ready for spring ball. So uh what is what is Lane Kiffin doing on a uh, a Friday afternoon? Are you in Mississippi right now? I am. I am in Mississippi. Uh we had 
um, workouts early this morning, 6.30 this morning, and now we're just watching some tape and um, have some recruits coming in later today. I did not realize that I was the first ever uh, guest on your show. It is documented. We've got it in the record books, <laughs> in the history books. You are the first ever guest in the history of this show. So congratulations that, that, to that. That, that excites me. I feel like that should be in my bio. <laughs> uh, of all of your career accomplishments, uh, yeah, that should be on your Ole Miss bio now, in fact. I, I want to ask you, so I was, you know, I still, I still keep tabs on, on what you're doing. Uh, I, I noticed that you had a, uh, a yoga retreat at the Vaught there, the, uh, the football stadium not at, yet. Uh, at Ole Miss. It's not, wait, it's, it's not yet? When is that? That would be next week. Oh, next week. Not yet. When did you get into yoga? When did that? Were you into yoga when you were in Boca? How did this happen? Uh, I did a few times there. We actually had a um, great lady there that uh, would come up and actually did some with the team, some of the players, like on Sundays, um, actually through Barbara Schmidt. Oh. And but then I got into a lot more here. Um, no, no offense, but there's not as much to do here as in Boca, so you kind of have to come up with some things, and you have to stay warm because it's not as warm. So I figure, especially in the winter, I would go into hot yoga every morning and pretend that I was in Boca. <laughs> Wait, so are you, like, all bendy and stretchy now? Because I did some yoga with my my, my wife, uh, like actual yoga. That wasn't a euphemism. I, I, I did some yoga with my wife a couple of weeks ago, and my glutes – I, afterwards, it felt like I tore something. It was terrible, and I realized I can't touch my toes when I sit down anymore. Are you, like, bendy and stretchy now? I am. It did take a while. Um, I was not at first, especially as you get older. And as coaches, you actually, you know, you think of us as coaching on the field and stuff, but we sit in chairs all day long watching film and stuff, so you can get really stiff. So um, it has been very beneficial that way. That's really, really impressive. Uh, and you have, by the way, I wanted to compliment you. I know that uh, you would always, uh, in Boca, complain like, ah, oh, uh, I'm out of shape. And I know that people, like, companies were sort of sending you things to your office to try and help you lose weight. And I know you ran occasionally. But you, you went to Ole Miss. You lost that weight. And you look great. You're like, you've, you've kept it off now for, like, three, almost four years. Well done. Uh, thank you. Um, wasn't easy. I actually have, um, you know, we talk about analytics a lot. And so that is not normal. That it would be an analytic rule breaker that you would go from Boca where like people work out and it's sunny and healthy and you come to Mississippi, which is, um, 50th and there'll be city right in the country. And, um, and then all of a sudden you would lose weight. So Sometimes, or as you know, I like to do things different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're locked in, though. Well done. Lane Kiffin with us here, Ole Miss head football coach, former FAU headman, two-time Conference USA champion. Coach, we keep talking about Boca. You know, me and Ken talk about this all the time. Has Tom Herman used your boat yet? Has he visited the house, or is he still not, you know, even in, in contacted you about it? Uh, he actually looked at the house. Um, uh you know, when he was looking to, to buy, I don't know what he ended up doing. I actually, um, as a blue right now, sold the house. I actually was down there last weekend, sadly, for the last time on the boat in the house. And ended up um, selling it. Wow. So that, um, that's kind of sad. Yeah. But um, i got to figure out somewhere else to, to buy. Man, I didn't know that, that the boat was going to be a package deal with the house. So you just decided, uh, I'm not using them enough, and, and you put them up as a package deal? Um, actually it really wasn't like that, but, um, so 
somehow they happened to, and I really wasn't like on the market and being shown a bunch sure. of stuff. I just kind of was like, okay, put it, put it out there and maybe, you know, maybe I need to sell because I really wasn't getting down there very much. And, and uh, so I just did that. And the seller, uh, it wasn't the seller actually that bought the boat. It was someone someone else, actually a contractor that came to look at the house and saw the boat and bought the boat. So oh. All right, crazy, well, crazy deal. Yeah, no, no, no. But I went uh, down there. I went down there last weekend, and and um, now I'm back here in Oxford, realizing that I uh, will, won't have that house or boat uh, <laughs> to go back to. <laughs> uh, I, you'll, you'll be uh, down the road. You can get yourself another boat. I'm sure, though. I think that uh, you, you had a lot of good memories on that boat. Though, did you take one more one more ride down the Intracoastal with it? Uh, I I wasn't even thinking that because I didn't realize at the time on Sunday that, that I was. That it was going to be sold, and then Monday it was. <laughs> Lane Kiffin with us here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you, how have you been able to navigate the transfer portal? Like, you right now are the king of the transfer portal in college football, and I know that it's been an adjustment, and for many coaches it's frustrating, and it's been frustrating for you, but you've really just sort of leaned in to hitting that thing hard. How do you analyze it? How do you guys pay attention to that thing that's growing all the time. How have you been able to win all these transfer portal battles? Well, I think really um, it kind of started down there at FAU, like, you know, as far as um, it wasn't the one-time transfer rule. Hadn't, um, you know, people hadn't started doing it as much. And so it was more just like if you had a grad transfer. And so we started doing it out there and had some success with some transfers come in. And then when it opened up, into this, uh, you know, free agency that it is now, um, just felt like we really needed to go that route, especially, um, we're at a great program, but we're not, you know, one of those top five programs sure. where they sign five-star players and every single year and stuff. So this did give you a way, you know, basically like in the NFL of winning through free agency, if you don't have, if you're not able to have the top high draft picks every year. And Lane Kiffin joins us here, Ole Miss head coach, former FAU headman on ESPN 106.3. I, uh, I have an SEC head coach that I'm talking to right now, so I do want to ask you, you're an NFL GM, okay? And uh, you're, uh, you're in the market for a quarterback, and uh, you're choosing between Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young. Who is, uh, who is Lane Kiffin uh, going to go with uh, with the top pick in the NFL draft? Well, that wouldn't be close to me. I mean, Bryce, and, um, I mean, very different experience and winning and leading teams and so no disrespect to Anthony I just think there's no no comparison there of no production at all so um Bryce would be a much safer bet Lane your quarterback room is is insane when you look at it right now right it's Jackson Dart Spencer Sanders and Walker Howard I don't know the last time we've seen a school in the SEC with a riches of quarterback like that how are you approaching this spring? You know, how are these guys looking at workouts? This is not an easy decision for you to make. Um, well, there was a few years ago a pretty good one room there at Alabama with uh, <laughs> Mac Jones, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Tua, and Jalen. Not bad, not bad. Uh, yeah, if this one ever turned out like that, that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> um, no, we're excited with two additions. Jackson really played well last year and um, got a lot better as a young 19-year-old you know, starter. So um, we're excited about the competition there. How did it make you feel watching Jalen Hurts 
do what he did this season. I know that you're such a huge fan of his. And even after he, he left Alabama, you'd pay attention to what he's doing when he, when he went to Oklahoma and balled out. But to see Jalen Hurts overcome everything he did, uh, how did that make you feel seeing his, his rise this year? Um, that was awesome. I think especially, you know, when he battled like at Alabama and people, you know, saying, oh, does this guy need to change positions and stuff. And so I think it was so cool for him to have that success and he's such a good kid and such a hard worker. I sent him a text that morning in the Super Bowl just of a memory of going down to see him there. And, it was, you know, it was like 20, 30 mile per hour wind that day. And he threw the ball against the wind, never complained um, in the workout. And I remember going back to Saban saying, man, this guy looks like a big-time NFL guy, and he'd always want comparison. I said, kind of like Donovan McNabb, mm-hmm. talent. And, and I thought it was kind of strange that he ends up being on that team. I, when it comes to Jalen Hurts, and then there's also Tua, uh, do, you, do you look at yourself and take pride in the fact that, that you're a big part of, of them getting to the point that they are now? I mean, obviously, they've put the work in, but... You were there. You helped re- recruit Tua, especially help cultivate their talents there in Tuscaloosa. How much pride do you take in yourself for now what they've been able to accomplish? Tua this year, Jalen Hurts this year. I don't. Um, they've had a lot of coaches, and they're really talented um, players, and so both are extremely hard workers and great teammates, so they, they've done that on their own. Uh, I know that Knox is uh, starting to play quarterback. Your son, are you? Uh, how do you handle that as uh, as dad and coach? Do you kind of stay away and just let him play? Do you get into coach mindset? How, are you are you football dad uh, with Knox? How do you how are you approaching that? Um, I just enjoy watching him. Um, I mean, I work with him a little bit, but uh, he has like all those California kids he got their own coaches out there and stuff. So. 3D QB. Um, so I just enjoy watching him and, and have fun playing with him. Uh, how does it feel, too, that your dog's more popular than you, Juice, uh, there in uh, in Oxford? I'm good with it. Um, <laughs> I think you know me. I'm not a big, like, draw attention when I go out person to myself. So um, it's good. He actually has more Twitter followers than any player on our team. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Did you did you send him off to get trained somewhere, or did you train him? Did you hire somebody? How did that process work? Uh, they pick him up every morning. Wild Rose Kennel, which is this kind of nationally known place. People fly in from all around the country to get these hunting dogs. Yeah. Um, which he's never going to do with me because I don't hunt. But <laughs> right, right. Um, they actually pick him up every morning um, and take him over there and train him. So he'll actually... He's actually like a trained hunting dog. I can't get him to like follow me or something, but <laughs> goes off during the day and um, you know it's just like fourth generation of amazing hunting dogs. That is amazing. That is really well done. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm sad to hear about the boat, uh, but I have a feeling you'll be able to uh, to reboat yourself at some point. Good to hear that uh, that you and Juice are doing well. Knox is playing ball. Family's good. So thank you for uh, for giving us a couple of minutes here. Appreciate it, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll 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 try to catch up with you before the season starts. But uh, good luck in spring ball, and thanks again, Coach. It's really good to talk to you. Awesome, and you guys are headed right back down a great path there with Tom. He's going to be awesome, and um, get back to winning there will be awesome to see. Appreciate you, Coach. Thank you. All right, guys.
Thanks. All right, that is F. Uh, that is former FAU head coach and current whoa, Ole Miss whoa, head whoa. man. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, I don't want to disrespect Coach Herman there. Uh, that was just Freudian slip. Uh, former FAU head coach, two-time Conference USA champion Lane Kiffin, with us here on ESPN 106.3. All right. So, do you want a car? Do you or a stone? Do you want to call Coquel in his car? Because Coquel, Chris Coquel, Fort Pierce Westwood high school football coach, former co-host and producer of mine here on Ken Levick Alive, he's texting while Lane Kiffin is on the show in car waiting. I have coverage for my class, so the sooner the better to I'm, get me on the show. I'm getting the is same text, this too. this guy for freaking real? He's texting, like, question marks after question marks. Like he needs, I don't have an answer to the question here. Fort Pierce Westwood. No offense to the school or the program, very successful, but the head coach is pissing me off. Chris Coquel, former co-host producer of Ken Levick Alive. You realize, and I understand, I'm sensitive to your teaching schedule, Coquel, but you realize that I had Lane Kiffin on, right? Did Lane Kiffin create this show, Ken? Because I don't think he did, okay? He may have been on the first appearance, but let's get back to the beginning here. Oh, my goodness. You are never-ending diva. Uh, so so from one ultra-successful head football coach to, well, Coquel, uh, Fort Pierce Westwood head man here on Ken Levick Alive. So do you can you believe it, though, Coquel, that, that it's not quite, not quite yet, the third anniversary of this radio show. It's the 20th anniversary of ESPN West Palm. We're closing in on being three years old. That it's been that long since uh, since I was sitting on my couch putting together a show open. You and I are throwing <laughs> ideas around. You're racing pigs at the uh, the South Florida Fair. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. You and I really, we, we, we made this thing. I know, it's amazing. And I told you I got to listen. You know, I'm, I'm in class, unfortunately, during the show a lot of days. I got to listen a week ago. And I texted you right away. I was like, oh, my God, you guys are so much better than we were three years ago. <laughs> it's awesome to see where this show has gone. I, I do want to ask you, because you, uh, you, when we first met, you were the head coach at Forest Hill, I believe. When you and I first met, you were coaching previously uh, down here in South Florida, whether it be as an assistant at Boca Raton, uh, and, and then throughout your coaching career, you went to Olympic Heights, and you've, okay. had, you've just had stops along the way. Uh, now you're at Fort Pierce Westwood, but... You are a transplant like so many of us, and uh, you got involved not only appearing on ESPN West Palm with our high school coverage, but becoming a part of the ESPN West Palm family and being on the air and then calling high school football games and then Kaiser and then Ken Levick Alive. Uh, if you could, just sort of uh, give us the background of, of how uh, you became aware of ESPN West Palm and then how that relationship grew. Well, first of all, you forgot the Joe and Coquel show and that glorious... Oh, Joe and Coquel. All right, I'm sorry. That we had. JK, hashtag JK Army, if you uh-huh. want to bring that back. But, <laughs> um, it, it, you know, I used to call in on Saturday mornings. It was Alex Patakis, and maybe Joe was on there, too. And he was the only person who would talk to me about the Knicks. I didn't have any friends, so I'd call on Saturday morning. <laughs> and, and then, finally, you know, you guys figured out I was a high school coach, too, and started doing that. And then I was like, hey, can I get involved? And then they were like, you want to come be free labor and just come to the station after work? And I was like, sure. All right. And I just showed up and just worked for free and watched and learned. And honestly, it was one of the best things I've done because to see a company that runs like GKB, the parent company of, of ESPN West Palm, and to learn from everyone there, it's helped me coaching my life. It's helped me in so many different ways. And I had so many cool experiences. 
I mean, I was in a locker room with the Heat with LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, right. why would a dope like me ever be in that locker room? <laughs> so there was just so many, so many things I was able to do. I asked maybe future Jets coach Aaron Rodgers a question when they played the Dolphins. Like, th- there's just so many experiences I had because of that company. And it, and it literally was, they were like, you know, you work hard, we'll move you up the chain. And, and that's what I did, and I couldn't believe every time a new opportunity presented itself. Now, I do want to credit you as well. You, uh, you're able to identify talent. And, and, and here's Coquel's reputation, and Stone can, Stone can, can back me up on this. Coquel's yeah, reputation we'll is uh, football program struggling comes in and resuscitates said high school football program. Like, Coquel, I'm not trying to gas you up here. That's literally what your, your resume has entailed over your high school football coaching career, right? Yeah, and I saw your radio career, and I said, all right, let me jump in and help this guy <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, I was floundering. I was floundering, so Coquel's like, all right, I got to jump in here and get the paddles and, uh, and resuscitate this thing as well. But, but you also referred me to and introduced me to Friday Night Lights, Stone Lebanowitz, who, when you took the Fort Pierce Westwood job, Stone Lebanowitz slid into the producer co-host role, and this has been a very good radio marriage, so credit to you as well, identifying not only football talent, now with Stone now, that is questionable, but but on-air talent, that, uh, you were able to identify that as well, Stone's not here if if it wasn't for you. Well, and I did identify Stone early also, he does have the football talent, because me and him have a relationship with that going into his college days as well. Well, not anymore. And as you know, Ken, on my last days, I know, but getting him to those got colleges, it. Got it. He's getting, the guy's got all the talent in the world, and he's one of those people that you know he's going to be successful in life. As long as the head stays on straight, you know he's going to be a rock star no matter where he is. And you know my last couple of days at ESPN West Palm, that's all I was fighting for is we need to bring Stone on. We need to bring Stone on. We need to bring Stone on. So I, I'm more than thrilled to see him in this role with you. Yeah, can you kind of, I don't want to say stole my thunder, but I did want to give the proper credit to Coquel because I think this is something you don't know that I think only my close confidants do know is, yeah, the only reason that I went to play college football was because of Chris Coquel, right? The junior college level, I didn't have that connection. I did not do that myself. I, I did not know that, actually. I got in the ear of Coquel and uh, hounded him, hounded guys like him and Brian, like, just give me anything, give me anything, give me anything. He got me in contact, and the rest was history. And the relationship that we've had throughout, right, gets me an interview here, puts me in front of you, puts in the correct word. So, you know, when I, when I look back, obviously it hasn't been very long that I've been behind this microphone, about a year and a half, but it is all because of Chris Coquel. Like, there is one person with his hands on the joystick, and it is the, the, the fat, ugly man that I, I, that I love dearly. I mean, he's taking whoa, shots at himself. Whoa, 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 I mean, whoa. I mean, whoa. I couldn't be that nice. He compliments you, and then he <laughs> just drags you through the mud. What the hell is that? <laughs> You could tell he didn't feel comfortable as he was saying the nice things. He's like, I don't know what you're feeling. <laughs> you're right. Um, by the way, I wanted to ask you, and again, Fort Pierce Westwood head football coach, ESPN West Palm <laughs> teammate, former producer co-host Ken Levick alive, Chris Coquel with us here on ESPN 106.3. I just asked Lane Kiffin about his son, Knox. He's starting to play quarterback, starting mm-hmm. to get into football. I know that, that your sons are, are starting to play football. Lane said, oh, you know, I kind of stay away. I let him play. I'll give some pointers here and there. There is no way you are not overly annoying, overbearing. In football, oh, God. oh, you should have seen it. The, the coach in our his flag football team last Saturday, championship game, sat him down in the last drive. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think I could have stood closer to the guy. Uh, I think, what is happening right now? Uh, we don't, the Coquel kids don't sit in fourth quarters. 
Sorry. This, this is that's not good behavior. You're such a mess, man. I can't even. I don't know how you function sometimes because there's no doubt that you would be just the absolute worst parent. Hey, and and by the way, uh, the Dolphins had the fifth best pos- passing offense in football last year. You want to give uh, Tua some credit? You call him Ragarm. Want to give Tua Tonga Vailoa some credit? Yeah, man. Dink and dunk and long run. Do, oh, do a big thing. No, but seriously though, Coquel, his birthday was uh, Thursday. You know, do you have? Do you have the, the courage to so say happy well birthday? Wishes? Just yeah. any sort of well wishes, yeah, you leader of men. I, I, I hope you got a shoulder for your birthday. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, you are such a jerk. Um, uh, real quick, just uh, with spring ball coming up, uh, handicap Fort Pierce Westwood football a little bit because you guys had the biggest turnaround in in all of the Treasure Coast a year ago. So give me – this is my this is my high school football team. I am a Fort Pierce Westwood fan. You Coquel are. knows this. Uh, so, Coquel, handicap, what are the boys looking like in 2023? We should do pretty good. We got a lot of talent coming back in that freshman class that won the Firehawks championship the year before the national championship – and the youth ball, they're now all going into their sophomore year. The culture's moved in the right direction. Offers are going left and right. Uh, Chris Pierre, our 24-D tackle, just picked up an offer from LIU, a Division One offer today. So things are going in the right direction, Ooh. and I have very high expectations, and I'm usually a gloom and doom guy. And there's not much gloom or doom on my plate for next year. I love it. I love it. So, by the way, uh, just so everybody is fully aware, they can wrap their minds around this, the man who just said, oh, hopefully Tua can get a shoulder for his birthday in a very immature manner, uh, he's about to go uh, teach high school-age children. Uh, so we'll let him go do that. Uh, the future is in dire, dire straits. Uh, Chris Coquel, head football coach, Fort Pierce Westwood, former producer, co-host, Ken Levick Alive, our good friend, ESPN West Palm teammate. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Way to follow up uh, Lane freaking Ken. I love you. Yeah, yeah, Stone, slide me that cell for later, all right? Appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, man, that is Chris Coquel with us here on ESPN 106.3. Did you hear what he said, or did you just laugh like the fake media? That's exactly what I did. Yeah, Actually, come get on. That. Get that. Uh, you get just that. did it. I just No, 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 but get that. Let's listen back to it, because I you asked me last week, how do you fake media laugh? That's how you do it. You just did it so good that you fooled me. I didn't actually catch what he said. I just wanted to make him feel good as he went back to his day job. <laughs> this isn't even work right here. We're just, we're just <laughs> riffing away. 20 for 20, 20th anniversary of ESPN West Palm. Celebrating, we started everything at midnight, going through 8 p.m. Hey, shout out to Manzo's, by the way. Uh, they were our neighbors at our old location on Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard in West Palm Beach before we moved to the Phillips Point Towers. Manzo's bringing lunch by. We've got the number 23. Love you, Rolly. Uh, we've also got ZD, and we've got Meet the Bulls. meatballs in the entire thing out there feeding the ESPN West Palm crew. Manjos, thank you. We appreciate you. One of the first and finest partners of ESPN West Palm, by the way. In true Ken Levick Alive fashion, doesn't matter if it's 20th anniversary or not. We are late as hell on the clock. Yes, we we have a whole lot more to come. He's still in the battle. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm alive on the 20th anniversary of ESPN West Palm on ESPN 106.3. Celebrating 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. How about Udonis Haslam with Evan Cohen last hour here on ESPN 106.3? How about our women's only hour with uh, our former teammate Maria Martin, now a big-time TV star, 11 Alive News in Atlanta. 
with Stephanie Prince, with Tina, with Jeanette, with Courtney. Look, here you go trying to be nice, but we had technical difficulties during that oh, hour. So did that even happen? It was a bleep show as far as really? te- technical. It did happen. It but, was awesome. It was phenomenal. They, okay. they kicked ass, but... You know, the mics tapped out. You know, we lost connection with the camera. Right, it, was, wanna, it, it was a whole mess, and you're be, trying to be nice. I want to be I want to be upfront with this. It is not a 20th anniversary. It is not a proper <laughs> celebration at ESPN West Palm unless we have a technical meltdown, just a catastrophe. So uh, so what happened at 7 o'clock? Like, that's just sort of our thing. Like, that's what that's our thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's our identity. And you know what? We're better for it. Yeah, so our operations, our fearless operations leader, Dave Judah, you know, probably was up for 48 hours straight. He was sleeping at the time all of this went down, right? So, you know, we're picking uh, up the phone. Call Dave. Call uh-huh. Dave. Dave's not answering. He's, yeah, yeah, he's passed out. going out. So we're calling Rick. We're calling everybody trying to get us back on the air. But eventually we came back on our end. The girls rocked it. That's awesome. Good. Good. But, but you They try- overcame adversity. <laughs> it's what we do. I just love, you know, you had a smile on your face. It's 20 for 20. It's a good day. You're trying to be nice, and you have no clue what went down. No, I, I, I had a little indication. <laughs> Didn't know the full story about that. But uh, you can you can catch everything and everyone in our 20-hour straight of live local programming, Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast. It is the 20 for 20 podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcast as we celebrate Year number 20 of ESPN West Palm. It was 20 years ago today when the switch was flipped. ESPN 760 AM. It is, it, it's incredible. And I've been a part of this for seven, uh, 16, 16, yeah, 16 of the 20 years Wow. here at ESPN 106.3. I don't know if you heard me telling Evan about this. Uh, my first day at ESPN West I did. Palm. I, I walk in 2090 Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard. Seventh floor is where we were located. That was our first ever office. It was basically a closet. It was it was a closet. Okay, uh, I walk in. Debbie Jeter, uh, still our good comer brands teammate, former update anchor at ESPN 760. She goes, "Hey, uh, just get your stuff, and we're gonna go up to uh, PGA Village in Port St. Lucie because uh, Tiger Woods is doing a club unveil. He's doing a club demo." And so think about it, Stone. This is 2007. This is Tiger Woods at his, like, apex. He's still in his prime at that point. And you so weren't. I spent the... I don't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> I spent a, less than a year in Madison, Wisconsin, and then I came down here, and I was out of my element. Midwest boy in Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast. I had no idea. I, I, I looked like a Midwesterner. I acted like a Midwesterner. Didn't belong. And I spent the day 10 feet away from Tiger Woods as he just roped irons, Nike irons, and Nike drivers, and did Q&As and showed off. I mean, this is Tiger, again, at his best, the best portion of his career. He would, several months later, go on and win the U.S. Open with a uh, a, a broken leg yeah. in arguably his greatest career moment. Like, that's wild. So that's wild stuff. You give me that story. What was your first day, Stone? No, I'm not doing my first day. <laughs> but I'm doing the absolute horror stories that the pioneers of ESPN West Palm gave out to the team yesterday. Right? I, I, I didn't hear one well, good yeah, thing. Let me guess. They they all involved Stephen Craig and all the technical difficulties that show had. I mean, Palatina and Carmen's. I mean, those guys were never in the same place at the same time. Just everything uh, that yeah. I've heard, all the cast of characters, how it was an experiment, and well, just it was. They were awesome stories, nonetheless. And to, to get to this point, I mean, it's the most impressive thing that I've ever seen, right, in my young career, my young life. But 
Yeah, you have a Tiger Woods story as your first day. Yeah, so. right. Well, you realize I started in this company in Madison, Wisconsin. And so I, just to give you a little bit of insight into, uh, we were we were in expansion mode at that point with this company. We were just starting ESPN Cleveland. We had maybe a year prior started ESPN Milwaukee. Uh, so everybody spread out. Stephen Craig are doing business deals and acquiring stations and setting up studios and all this stuff. And so I, this is the most good karma brands thing ever from the, the early days. So the drive time show, or one of the drive time shows, the late drive time show at ESPN 760 in West Palm Beach is Stephen Craig, okay? I would produce the show in conjunction with J-Mart, who is in West Palm. I would produce it in conjunction with J-Mart in Madison, okay? While Craig would be in Cleveland and Steve would be in Milwaukee. And we'd somehow combine equipment, and sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't. Sometimes one would be on the phone, the other one's on an ISDN line. It was a train wreck every single night. I mean, I just heard 10 minutes ago a story of a remote broadcast in the parking lot of Brandsmart USA, uh, a wiffle ball game. Uh, that, yeah, no, we had a home run derby, man. We had a wiffle ball home run derby, dude. That went down between, you know, the cast and crew yeah. and some fans oh, yeah. and some listeners. Oh, yeah. I mean, what's going we on did, here? We, we did a, uh, we did a, a contest uh, at Brand Smart USA in West Palm where listeners had to come find me somewhere in the <laughs> store on a random, like, Tuesday afternoon yeah, and, and they you know would win what, a prize. And you know what I found out about that story? That uh-huh. only, like, two people showed up to try <laughs> to find you. Uh, I wasn't nearly as big a deal as I am now, Stone. <laughs> uh, 20 for 20, 20th anniversary. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, let's take a break. And then I did something real embarrassing about 10 minutes ago involving a friend of mine and a teammate of mine, and I did something unconscionable. With that person. And I'm very, very ashamed of it. We'll relive it when we come back. 20 for 20, celebrating 20 years at ESPN West Palm. He's stolen the banner. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to ESPN West Palm's 20 for 20, celebrating 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Of course, on the... 20th anniversary, the big celebration of ESPN West Palm. I've done something to embarrass and humiliate myself. And you called me out on it right away. Instantly. And I'm supposed to be the wise radio veteran leading you, mentor, and guiding you, mentor through the travails of the on air journey, the peaks in the valley. Yeah, you should have seen me last night. So we get the team together. We're out at dinner, right? It's this whole yeah, echo at the Breakers. Yeah, it was echo an at ESPN the Breakers. West Palm 20 for 20 dinner. Teammates across the company, ESPN West Palm, meeting there for a fine meal. And I'm going to ask you in a little bit what was on the uh, the menu, by the way. As oh, my well, God. Because they ridiculous. made a specialty menu for you. Thank you for um, providing me the dazzling details. But yeah, so we're doing icebreakers, <laughs> right? Everybody stands up. Uh-huh. You know, what's your story? Where you been? Yada, yada, yada. I just I just kept talking about Kenny. Really? I was, I was like, hey, listen, I produced Kenny's show, guys. That's all you need to know. Did, I was like, did people did people ask who the hell is Ken? No, they went boo. <laughs> that guy sucks. I was like, this guy's not fired. This guy called, this guy calls <laughs> me his radio life partner. I was like, you know, he's probably lying, but it's you know it's still good to hear. And uh, yeah, I just kept talking about Kenny, my mentor. Um, trying who, to act, trying to act all soft and you know, mushy and everything, good, right? But you told him about your football career, right? Division one uh, college quarterback, playoff winner, Southern Illinois, South Fork. Uh, were you all state? <laughs> all right, all, all district. Was that, yeah, of course. Okay, I uh, might have been like second team all state oh, or like an honorable mention. 
But yeah, no, dude, it's hard to get up there and, and, and flaunt high school football, right? It's Why? Like, it's like a, it's like nobody a, else played high school football at your level. Sorry, Tyree Smith, WPTV News Channel Five, WFLX <laughs> Fox Twenty Nine, wasn't exactly the same as what Stone did at South Fork High School. Come on, you got to learn how to talk yourself up, dude. No, it's not about talking yourself up. It's surround yourself with the right people who then talk you up for yourself, so you don't All look, right. you know, which I just did. Which I, you just I did. I want you to believe in yourself. I who, believe who, in myself more than anybody. Who no. um. Who who took the longest? Who who stood up there and just pontificated and preached about their greatness to the to the group at dinner last night? Okay, you want me to be nice? You want the real answer? You want the fluff? I mean, what are you yeah, really of, looking of for? Of the on air people, of the on air people here at ESPN West Palm, who sat there and soaked in the spotlight most? Come on, dude. Was Josh Cohen there? Every was Josh Cohen there? Is he the answer? Tell L- me. Listen to me. Every single audience member out there was it Tina. Tina, who suddenly has, with her, with her, did you, I don't know if you saw, by the way, Tina these days, she is looking super tan, like super tan. I don't, I don't understand what she's doing, but she's like feeling herself. Like Tina's walking around super tan, like, Ugh, I'm South Florida girl. Now that she's gotten on air and she has a platform, like, look at her. She's trying to like become a, a an IG model. What the hell is going on there? Did she sit and talk herself up the entire time? Yeah. So before I do give the answer on who did take the longest, because I want to build some suspense, even though everybody listening and everybody who, who has ears knows the answer to that question. Josh but, Cohen? Yeah. But yeah, of course it was Josh Cohen. <laughs> You know, he's hanging, you know, putting emphasis on the word here, you know, making eye contact there, uh-huh. right? Throwing in a little. Just a master class in, uh, in interpersonal communication. Just a master class, right? A little extra eye, eye contact with me as he looks, uh, uh, you know, a little up and down. But yeah, Tina, Tina also soaked in the moment. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. She T- is. Tina, she is feeling herself so big time now. Tina home team came out. Right. Yeah. She, she had the microphone, and you know the outfit was obviously on brand, Banging. great. Yeah. yeah, and she's yeah she soaked it all in. She dude, took extra long as well. Dude, I saw a, a photo of Jeanette's outfit, kicking ass. I mean, she looked fantastic. Your, I mean, your outfit was fine, but I see what Jeanette was saying based off of what she was wearing compared to what you were wearing to this dinner at the Breakers. Shut I up. understand why yesterday was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday she was a bit horrified at first about what you were going to wear to the Breakers because. I- like her and Tina, I saw the picture of Tina too. That was like prom stuff. Yeah, it took Tina an hour and a half to get ready. You know? <laughs> well, she had to get the tan on. Of course. <laughs> she had to put on the fake tan, spray, rub whatever lotion I, comes oh, with it. Oh, man, we are going to get in so much trouble. She's going to be so mad at And us. you know what I did? What? It took me about seven seconds to get ready in the morning, and I never right. changed up until, yeah, well, up until the you dinner. You up the shirt, you put on the deodorant, and you walk out the door, man, like a true man. Yeah, that's really getting ready as a man, right? You just have to double and triple apply the deodorant. That's really key. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, what are we? What are we doing? Uh, we don't have to take him. So we do have a caller on hold. He said, "I want to know if they made Stone Lebanowitz sing his fight song at the dinner last night." <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what? Uh, let's um, for the sake of time. Who is it? Who is it? All right, all right. Here's what we're gonna do, though. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go back and and uh, special request because I I have butchered the clock here. A little bit different clock than what we usually do. Special request. We are going to listen back to Stone Lebanowitz. Attempt to sing the Southern Illinois fight song from a couple of weeks ago here on Ken Levick Alive because I would argue that that is Stone's greatest on-air moment is him 
off the top of his head, fooling me and completely making up his school's fight song, a song he was expected to sing every time they won in his three years as a quarterback at Southern Illinois, and he doesn't know any of the words, and he made up the entire thing, and I thought it was actually real. He humiliated himself in the most impressive way imaginable to his Southern Illinois brethren and sisterhood. So we'll relive that when we come back, including how did I shame myself on the 20th anniversary of ESPN West Palm? Boy, this is turning into a real Ken Levick Alive. This was just going to be us regaling each other with tales. This is actually very real to what the show actually is on a daily basis. Us making fun of and humiliating one another and ourselves. He's still in the bandwidth Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. This is 20 for 20. 20th anniversary of ESPN West Palm on ESPN 106.3. Sport. You are listening to ESPN West Palm's 20 for 20, celebrating 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. I was wondering why this song was the bump music to every single segment we're doing. And then Stone and, and McLovin, Brian McLovin Rowitz, told me in the break that our operations director, Dave MacGyver Druda, the reason it's the bump music. Dave's brilliant, endlessly brilliant. Yes, it's because this was the number one song on the Billboard Top 40 in March of 2003 when ESPN West Palm began. I mean, I am old as bleep. I can't even, I can't even begin to wrap my mind around because how, how old I am because this to me is still like recent, still like a recent song. How many times a day did you play it on your MP3 player? Oh, bro, I'm telling you. So 2003, 2003, what was I doing in 2003? Dude, you're rocking a a, a flat, a backwards snapback with some skull candies. Okay, that did not happen. In an MP3. And you better a, lose yourself in the moment. You're, I can see it. So this was post-high school. I was in my sophomore year of Oh, no, freshman yes. year, late freshman year of college. So I was out of the high school girl jeans uh, emo phase at that point. <laughs> nice. So I'm wearing a snapback White Sox hat in that moment. Okay. But I'm driving a 94 Buick Skylark, Ooh. and I am bumping the hell out of this song with no subwoofers at all. I'm just using the uh, the, the the basic speaker so it rattles my car. It, my, the, 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 the radio wasn't equipped for that, but yeah, I'm banging this song in my car, 2003, Ken Lavica. And the pale they girls. They badass. Oh, yeah, yeah, The pale girls at Valparaiso. Oh, yeah. Right. No sun. No sun. <laughs> it's March, so nobody in Valparaiso, Northwest Indiana, has gotten any sort of sun uh, in six months. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That is... that is Who am I old? Um, do we have time to uh, to play you singing the uh, Southern Illinois fight song or your your version of it? So we got about two minutes. All right, we don't have enough time. All right, let's quickly take a break. Can we take an early break and come back with it? No. Why not? Just not mathematically how this thing works. Oh. We're going to have to see you on the other side. It's what you tell everybody. Oh, that, that's what I tell everybody? <laughs> that's what you've learned in a year of radio? That's what you tell everybody? That Really? You just told me that's you know, what I'm going to tell everybody? You know, what I'm looking at, is, 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 it's not easy, okay? This has not been an easy day. There's a, there's a lot that I have to handle that I can't do right now. Uh, by the way, in the 1 o'clock hour, we're going to be joined by my old, old friend. He is a host at ESPN Madison, formerly a teammate here at ESPN West Palm. <laughs> Jim Rutledge is going to jump on. On the other side. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. Pat Rooney, Jr., President, Palm Beach Kennel Club. He's going to join us as well. 
and Jordan Sherwood, who I go all the way back to Madison, Wisconsin, my early days with the company, and then here we reunited on ESPN West Palm, so we have a lot to do. On the other side. Ooh, nice. Is that the way to do it? That yeah, was. Including, we're going to play Stone the Bandwitz making up the Southern Illinois fight song. After I embarrass myself today. All right, we're going to do me first. All right, fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Another hour. Ken Levick alive. 20 for 20 edition. 20th anniversary ESPN West Palm. That's Stone the Bandwitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. See you on the other side on ESPN 106.3. Happy birthday to us. Damn it. 20 years of ESPN West Palm. There's going to be a a reunification of a previous iteration of Josh Cohen and the home team, by the way. Coming up at 2 o'clock. Myself, Josh, Dean, Tina. Let's go. Oh, God. Let's go. Oh, God. 2 o'clock. Can't miss radio on the 20th anniversary <laughs> of ESPN West Palm. 20 for 20. I mean, you probably could miss it, but for me, it's can't miss radio. Uh, I, I did something very embarrassing. So in my 20, in my 16, 17 years here at ESPN West Palm, I've done many embarrassing things, but uh, about 50 minutes ago, we had Lane Kiffin on to start Ken Levick Alive, the 20 for 20 edition. Right, right? off the we had bat. Lane Kiffin right off the bat. Uh, and so it was good to catch up with Coach. I feel very badly for him that he had to sell his home and his boat in Boca Raton. He gave us some really good insight on Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young. Uh, talked about his dog a little bit. But it was good. That's a high... In the in the pantheon of Gaston, that's high profile guest, right? Yeah, and and dare I ask if you were nervous before? I shouldn't do that, right? Like, no, it's Lane Kiffin. That's, it, the uh, interview went awesome. Yeah, and he's, it was fine. It was fine. It was, it was fine. fine. Um, uh, we covered what we needed to cover with Lane Kiffin. But then we've got Chris Coquel, <laughs> ESPN West Palm teammate, Fort Pierce Westwood uh, high school football coach, who was scheduled at twelve fifteen. Lane went a little long, and this guy is texting us while Lane is on. Are you ready for me? Are you ready for me? I got to go to a class. Question more, question more, question. Like, who does he think he is? Well, I know who he is. He's Chris freaking Coquel. Nobody cares about him unless you're on the Fort Pierce Westwood campus. I'm talking with Lane Kiffin, bro. I said Lane's if on. Can't right. do you. Can't do you. I'm I sorry. I said Lane's on right now, and he sent question mark, question mark. Like, like he needed an answer. That I mean, was just. That was your answer. Just insufferable, that guy. But then at the end of of us, because we eventually got to the man, Chris Coquel. At the end of it, I can't believe I did this. Because I've only reserved this for only the biggest athletes that I've covered at ESPN West Palm. And that's a fake media laugh. And I don't know where it came from. I don't know why I did it. I don't know why I did it. I have absolutely no idea. But let's listen back to the end of... Again, this is Fort Pierce Westwood High School football coach, former co-host, producer of Ken Levick Alive. He's nobody. He's Chris Coquel. And I gave him a fake media laugh. And you, of all people are the one who called me out on it, and I feel great shame about it. Let's revisit that moment with Chris Coquel. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Way to follow up uh, Lane freaking Kiffin. I love you. Yeah, yeah, Stone, fly me that cell for later, all right? Appreciate you guys. Thank you, too. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, man, that is Chris Coquel with us here on ESPN 106.3. Did you hear what he said, or did you just laugh like the fake media? That's exactly what I did. Yeah, Actually, come get on. That. Get that. Uh, you get just that. did it. I'm so mad at myself. What am I doing? What am I doing? It, let's let's listen to it one more time. And it's a deep fake media laugh. And last week on the air, I taught you how to fake media laugh. Uh, like if an athlete's, if you ask an athlete, like, "Hey, how you feeling right now?" and be like, "Well, you know, it's just how I feel on Tuesdays." And you go, 
Like, that's a good fake media laugh. You got to get behind it. You got to put some momentum, some emphasis behind it. Um, but but here's me with, with again, Chris Coquel. What am I doing? Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Way to follow up, uh, Lane freaking Kiffin. I love you. Yeah, yeah, Stone, fly me that cell for later, all right? Appreciate you guys. Talk you too. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, man, that is I mean, Chris so Coquel with us here I'm on so, ESPN 1063. So did I'm, you hear what he said, or did you just laugh like the fake media? That's exactly what I oh, I'm so ashamed. Uh, I, I want to bring in a man who knows something about fake media laughter. Uh, <laughs> you hear him on ESPN Madison. He is a, a an old friend of mine. He actually, when I first started at ESPN West Palm, uh, he showed me the ropes in terms of how to cover teams. He brought me to Dolphin. Camp. He brought me to Panthers games. We covered the Marlins. He was the man who was covering all the South Florida professional teams. Uh, Jim Rutledge with us here on ESPN 106.3. First of all, welcome back, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always a good reason to come down to man, West Palm Beach. Yeah. You look great, by the way. Likewise. Congratulations on everything in Madison. I, I, I want you, because I know you've been guilty of fake media laughter. <laughs> uh, we all, if you're in the business long enough, you know how to, how to do it. it. It just comes to you. It's a talent. It's a <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. But I, I, I performed a fake media laugh on someone that I deem not important enough to waste fake media laughter on just about 50 minutes ago. And I think even Chris Coquel would agree that he's not worthy of fake media laughter. Fort Pierce Westwood high school football coach and our teammate here at ESPN West Palm, I pulled fake media laugh on Coquel because I didn't understand what he was saying and I wanted him to get off the air because we were late and I panicked and I gave him a fake media laugh in order to, to sort of escort him off the air and Stone, of all people in the business for like a year, called me out and I want you to listen to this, Jim Rutledge. This is me shaming myself on the 20th anniversary of ESPN West Palm. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Way to follow up, uh, Lane freaking Kiffin. I love you. Yeah, yeah, Stone, fly me that cell for later, all right? Appreciate you guys. Talk to you too. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, man, that is Chris Coquel with mean, us here on ESPN 106. And then he calls me out. Did you hear what he said, or did you just laugh like the fake media? See? That's exactly what so, I did. So, Jim, I feel, I feel great embarrassment over that. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, how, how uh, uh, realistic was that fake media laugh? Well, it was bad because it started before he even said what he was going to say. Yeah, because I, I had it no was idea. A, yeah. But what I'll give you is that media left. everyone loves media talk on the radio. So, like, we're already crushing it. And I would say this, that only people that know fake media laughs would really know that it's a, sure. a fake media laugh. Because, sure. like, that's the one thing you got going for you. Yeah. Uh, also, how dare you say that I fake media laugh? That is, honestly, when I'm talking to new people, the first thing I try to teach out of them is, like, don't be the guy that laughs at oh, the bad jokes yeah. at the press conference. You'll so- get sucked into it. Uh-huh. Don't do it. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I've been sucked into it, and I've never left it. Um, but so you, you by the way, uh, you were, when I came down here at ESPN West Palm, you were driving all over South Florida yeah. covering the, the Heat and the Marlins and the Dolphins and the Panthers. And this is back when, when we put heavy emphasis on like a day-to-day coverage of the <laughs> South Florida before we realized, wait a minute, uh, this is completely unnecessary, actually, but, man, you were here for for Cam Cameron. You were part of that 2007 season. I wasn't covering them yet. What was that like with that catastrophe uh, with the Dolphins in 2007? Well, I was also here when Ricky Williams showed up, too. So oh, that was yeah, like a yeah. wild ride. But um, that was a really sad locker room. And I had a curse down here, and we talked about it the few times I was on the air when I was down in West Palm Beach. I was covering... Uh, the Miami Heat, right before uh, everyone came down, the big three, it mm-hmm. was an Andrew Dwayne Wade 
and Jason Williams and Udonis Haslam somehow still playing, but was playing then, but was in the middle of his career then, 15 years ago. And now, uh, then Zoe at the end of his career, it was just a bad team. The Marlins were bad. Panthers were bad. Everyone was bad. But that Dolphins team was especially bad. I thought Joey Porter, who was on that team, was going to murder uh, a media member who accidentally bumped him with like Mike, uh, like a the Mike stick, uh, like hit him with them. But that's how uh, confrontational just that. Toxic. Yeah, because the whole locker room hated everything. Uh, I think Keith Trailer was suspended for a fight during that time with not with another team, with each other. Uh, basically, everyone on that that team couldn't stand each other, and it was sad because Jason Taylor was on that team and Zach Thomas was on that team. But it was all just dying. And uh, so it's just a weird mix. Who uh, of all the teams you covered when you were here at ESPN West Palm, who was the nicest person you covered? Who was the biggest bleephole that you covered? Uh, well, Joy Porter might have to earn that. Uh, there's a lot of, look, Jason Taylor. Yes, he, he was awful sucked. person. Uh, Joy Porter, not Taylor. Um, Joy Porter was miserable. Can, was, can I be honest, though? Jason Taylor, kind of a pain in the ass, too. That I well, because here's what I was going to get to. When I was here, he was pleasant for how big of a star he was. And looking back on it, I'm like, and look, I'm coming from Wisconsin, and we got Aaron Rodgers up there. So everything is now through a different colored lens of like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Not that bad. At like, least he wasn't spouting conspiracy. Things. Right, 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 right. And then like giving quotes, and then getting mad that we reacted to quotes. So <laughs> dare like, you quote me directly? Right. So like Taylor was at least respectable. Zach Thomas was a really good dude. I caught them both in the career, so I didn't have any sort of relationship with them. Okay. Uh, Ricky was really, really nice as well. But again, when I when I was there, I hadn't covered team prior, so everyone knew them. Uh, it was a bunch of nobodies of John Beck. Oh God! And Leo Lo- Lemon. Yes, Lorenzo yeah. Booker was another guy. Uh, Daquan yeah, Cook. Because uh, my move was when I got here, I was like. The, the more established players because these teams were bad but they had big name players like Dwayne Wade and, and Zoe and, and UD and then obviously the Dolphins they all had big name players so I was like I'm just going to go talk to the young guys or the new players because they don't know I'm new too right, right. so those are the ones I had the best relationship with but I would say especially having covered other teams that um, the stars down here were pretty good but Joey Porter was just miserable uh, I I didn't care for Freddie Gonzalez. I know apparently maybe that's a bad rap. I thought he was just too confrontational. Former Marlins manager. Yes, former, yeah, and obviously he did some stuff with the Braves too. Right. I did not care for him very much. I thought he was too confrontational. Um, there was a Scott Olson, a pitcher for the Marlins, uh-huh. oh. uh, who his claim to fame in my mind was he would dra- would take drags off cigarettes like right after the game and sometimes sneak into the huddle into the into the tunnels there. And I was like, I didn't know professional athletes still smoke cigarettes. He did at that point. Uh-huh. It showed in his play. But I would just say like there was a, a couple guys baseball wise. But Chris Volstad, a former uh, Marlins pitcher, was a really nice guy. Palm Beach Gardens product. Yes, I actually ran. Well, I covered the Palm Beach Cardinals for Scout.com way back in the day, and I was covering spring training at the same time for the Marlins, I would bump into Volstad out at one of the bars on, on the main street here, and he was always like, would buy a drink or just be a good dude, but I'd see him out later out, later on in the night. Uh, so, so again, Jim Rutledge with us here, former ESPN West Palm teammate, still Good Karma Bryant's parent company teammate with us, uh, and uh, a host up at ESPN Madison coming down, hanging out with us, 20th anniversary uh, of ESPN 106.3, ESPN West Palm 20 for 20. Ken Levicka Live Edition, Stone LeBano, it's Friday Night Lights, I'm Ken Levicka. Um, so the, the, you were still here in the early, the early stages of ESPN West Palm, uh, so for you, what are what are your your most memorable recollections of of the team and and the radio station in particular uh, when when you were at ESPN West Palm? I'll, they use the term now that like fake it till you make it. 
And I didn't realize, because when I got the invite from Stephanie Prince to be, hey, it's 20 for 20. And I was like, 20? I've been in Madison for 15 years. Uh-huh. How is it a 20-year anniversary? Are we just fudging the dates? It wouldn't be the first time in Good Karma maybe we fudged the <laughs> dates. And I was like, wait, uh-huh. it legitimately was only, I guess at that point, three and a half years old when I was interning here. Uh, I thought everyone here was like the most brilliant human being alive in radio, and I thought they were just they knew ex- I took everything they said as gospel, and I'm glad I did. Uh, I mean, Evan Cohen was a larger than life figure to me because I was like, Evan Cohen is a, a host on ESPN West Palm. Those letters, those four letters, carry weight now. They carried weight then, and then you had Evan with it. And then as I heard Steve and Craig, I actually thought their show was hilarious. It reminded me of some of my favorite shows back in uh, Chicago Sports Radio. Uh-huh. So I was like, this is so cool. Mike Goldstein, who was on the air, and I did something with him uh, at 2 a.m. this morning. Again, another guy. I'm like, this guy went to Syracuse. He's coaching me. Uh, J-Mart was like the nicest human being alive. So I thought whether it was from being a fan of the station and then also how they all carried themselves with such confidence. Uh, Lance Davis, another person as well who was uh, key in like me learning everything. I thought they were the smartest and most established people in the world, and now I look back and I'm like, they didn't know anything. They were dumbass. They were just faking right, it, right, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but good job by them, because they faked uh, it. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so so the funny thing about uh, about Jim and myself is I came down to ESPN West Palm in 2007, late 2007. Jim immediately started training me. Then Jim, what was it, like a year? A year later? No, I started April 2008. Oh, yeah, in, yeah. So it was, it was just like We basically five traded months. for each other. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we were, we were part of a, uh, of a transaction. Uh, yeah. So I came to West Palm. Jim then went to Madison, and then I went up to Madison and trained Jim for like a week up there. And so 15 years later... And, and so Stone Lebanowitz, and I'm sure you've, you've got to know him a little bit here, uh, but he is one of the best high school football quarterbacks that come, has come through this area the last 20 years. Uh, That's saying something, because I said yesterday, sure. high school football in Wisconsin is dramatically different as I see your top 63, and it's like Lamar Jackson and, right, and yeah, Devin yeah. Singletary. <laughs> yeah, Lamar Jackson and then whatever's coming out of New Berlin are right. a little bit different. Well, and like even J.J. <laughs> Watt was not a star in high school, so like right. he had to yeah, go and like, on. yeah, and he, had, and he went to like West. Western Michigan, Michigan right. and then got to Wisconsin. Right. So, like, those players, like Melvin Gordon would be our claim to fame as, like, a high school guy right. who actually got to the pros. Uh, and any variety of offensive linemen that right. played yes. for the Badgers. Um, but but Stone Lebanowitz is one of the finest quarterbacks who's played high school football here. Went to Southern Illinois, illustrious career, Division One quarterback. But, Stone, this dude hosts a radio show with a damn Olympian in Madison. Tell us a little bit about that. How the hell did that happen? So I do want to say I heard your spiel, yeah. and they, they gave you crap for it. Yeah. And you were like, he's an Olympian. He you guys aren't. A legit right. Olympian. I mean, I, he, he uses like a broom, but he's an yeah. Olympian. He's mostly known for that stash, too. Yes. He, uh, look, the ladies love Matt Hamilton. Uh, he is He's happily married, but he is a guy that everyone gets uh, a big kick out of. And here's what I'll say. One, so I'm wearing this shirt that says Rutledge and Hamilton. We celebrated our one-year anniversary of the show together. Uh, here's what a kind of guy Matt is. And so, like, the gold medal... And I know it's curling, curling but he right. is like, uh, I think he's got like 40,000 or at least at one point Instagram followers, you know, 25, you know, 30,000 Twitter followers. He's got national and advertising campaigns. And representing the country. Yes. That's the most valuable part right. of Matt Hamilton is his Instagram following. Right, right. But also, like, he's got the gold medal. Like, but he is Real legitimately <laughs> the, the nicest dude in the world. Like, he made this shirt with a cricket, which I don't even know what that is. It's something that, like, <laughs> like a craft thing. I told my wife, she's like, yeah, I didn't know you can do that so with he's shirts. He's pressing his own shirt. Yes, he made one for me and our producer, Alex Strofe, and uh, one for him. And good. he gave it to us as a gift because the one-year anniversary. My shirt. Right. It's cotton is the, the gift for one-year anniversary together. So he made these shirts. But it's just an example of who Matt is. But it started by, 
Uh, and I always tell him, like, you're our listener. So I always ask him, what are you thinking? Because he loves the Packers, and he would just call into our show. He called – you probably heard him here uh, on ESPN West Palm. He called in the national shows and been put on. <laughs> and, like, he's just called in on, like, national – like, the Giants because he had a thought on the Giants. The guy's just a diehard – uh, especially football fan, and he just has, uh, you know, like anyone else, an opinion on uh, his favorite teams. And he, you could see from all the media he did, he just is fully comfortable in his own skin and can allow himself to be himself. And it's been really fun to do the show with him. It's also interesting because I don't know that any other station that could be wrong. Uh, like we have Mark Tauscher up in uh, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, a Packer Hall of Famer. He does a show uh, nine to noon uh, up on ESPN Wisconsin, and and other players. He's probably the most famous. But Matt is still competing. He's trying to go to another Olympics. When he, when we started our show, we picked February twenty eighth of uh, last year because he was coming home from the Olympics, right. and that's when he was going to start. Well, there's another cycle coming. Yeah, up. Yes, and he is currently like our show is not on today because all of us are out. Like mm-hmm. everyone is gone, but Matt is with his sister Becca, who's also an Olympian, competing in the nationals. Last week, Matt won the nationals for uh, with Team Schuster to, to uh, uh, go on to compete internationally uh, in what is whatever the, sh- the not the Olympics, whatever they do in between. Right. But he's competing every single season, uh, multiple matches throughout. So Trials. he's a competitor. He's still a professional athlete who's still competing and hosting a radio show. So, so I want to make sure everybody understands this. Jim Rutledge is, is hosting a show with a current damn Olympian, a gold medal winner. He has achieved the highest of highs in the athletic realm internationally, okay? He is an American legend, a hero. Meanwhile, I co-host with a man in Stone Lebanowitz who, in a charity flag football game last year, through how many interceptions, Stone? Three of them. Three of them. Three of them just a couple of months after ending his college career. So... A little bit different dichotomy between the two I, shows I, here. Are you a multi-sport athlete? Because Matt is also arguably maybe the best golfer I've ever seen. Yeah. This so, dude yeah. can, can hit a golf ball a long way. I broke 90 once in my entire life. Okay. So I, I can swing the clubs a little bit. But I do want to say something on Matt Hamilton. Right? They always tell you never meet your idols. So, you know, you, you pumped him up. Right? Yeah. He's an Olympian, 1.5 yeah. Insta- million Instagram followers. And he said he even made that shirt. And I'm thinking, damn. You know, Matt probably spent a lot of money on these shirts, but he made it with a freaking cricket. Yep, yep. It yep. would take me three days to learn how to work a cricket. My <laughs> mother uses a cricket. Can I can make us some shirts? Uh, Mama Stone, please. Let's go. Like, I'm be talk- like Matt Hamilton. Yeah, be, be like Matt Hamilton, the Olympian, and make some shirts. Well, my question is, does he have the swag game that Matt has? So Matt has a putter that is gold. It is a gold medal putter. His uh. bag is an, a, a gold medal Olympian bag. Like, he owns it. But the thing is, like, if you – just saw him, he'd be like, oh, is this guy like one of those? And it's like, no, he just thinks people <laughs> give him stuff, and he just loves it. He's like, he's got a uh, driver with a gold medal shaft. Like, it is just, he leans into it hard, but because he's super proud of it. He br- Here's the other part. Matt, can you just bring the gold medal to the office? Someone wants to see it. Yeah. And he'll just bring it, right. and you can wear it, and take right. a picture with it, and hold it, and do whatever you want. And it's like, so again, it's it's funny. He could come across as someone who's maybe a diva, but he's honestly the most the nicest guy in the world. That's so good. I, I love Golden that. Chef too. Uh, before we, because <laughs> I I hey I like that. Uh, but before uh, I blow up another hour clock here on, uh, yes. on ESPN 106.3, because I butchered the first hour. Um, I I want to make sure Jim is a perfect example of ESPN West Palm being the breeding ground. For pretty much, uh, I think more so than any other station in our in our Good Karma Brands uh, parent company, this being the breeding ground 
where the most talent has has started here and then been dispersed throughout the company based off of what they have learned here. Whether it is Jim Rutledge, who's a perfect example, Jordan Sherwood, who's going to join us in just a couple of minutes, Pratik Patel, who you heard earlier. Uh, it, it just This is the place where... Like you said, fake until you make it. We have done that, but it's produced exemplary results over the years. Well, yeah, I was so good here they sent me to Madison. Yeah, but, right, like, right, right. yeah, I would say Madison would be the only other but place. But you make that it would... sound like Siberia. Yeah, right. If I, it, like, Madison, Wisconsin, I am glad I went there when I did because I almost went to college at Wisconsin. I would have flunked out in seven seconds. I would have not made it. So I, it was the one year I worked in Madison right out of college before I came to ESPN West Palm. That was like college, but I was getting paid. Not well, not a lot, but I was at least making some money, and it was still like being in college. I'll say and the thing there's in common there, and I, I see the break. I can you want to tease? I can share what was in common on the other Please side because I, I blew the first hour. I'm horrible at the clock, so I'll respect your clock. <laughs> hey, uh, all right. Uh, when we come respect back, respect the Jim, clock and my golden shaft. Uh, <laughs> stick around if you could, Jim. Jordan Sherwood coming up. Uh, our roots began in Madison, Wisconsin, so this is just one big happy family here. Evan Cohen, his roots began in Madison, Wisconsin, within this company. Uh, so uh, he, he's just roaming around. I think he's just looking for an opportunity to jump on a microphone again. Uh, This is the 20 for 20, 20th anniversary, ESPN West Palm. We're celebrating. We're also going to talk with Pat Rooney Jr., our friend, president Palm Beach Kennel Club and jack of all on-air trades here. Ken Levick, a live edition, 20 for 20. He's still on the band with Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to ESPN West Palm's 20 for 20. Celebrating 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. 20th anniversary of the standard. The standard in sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. The standard and the king. ESPN West Palm. Former ESPN West Palm teammate. Jim Rutledge, you hear him on ESPN Madison, him and Matt Hamilton. And again, him talking about his current Olympian co-host on ESPN Madison makes me feel worse and worse about my washed-up high school football, college football quarterback co-host, Stone Lebanowitz. My God, we are we are really suffering here on ESPN 106.3. And a man who I actually, within this Good Karma Brands company, started with in Madison. We were not ESPN Madison at the time. It was Madison Sports Radio 100.5. It was a different name before that even. Uh, Was it Fox Sports? It was Fox Sports. uh, Something really long name. It was like 17 different parts of it. that rocks. It was, man, it was all over the place. And then I came down to West Palm. And then Jordan Short, after a stint in Cleveland, came down to West Palm and now he is with our sister station, ESPN Chicago. But Jordan Sherwood hanging out with us here for a couple of minutes. I want to ask you guys this, because Jim and I had a long conversation about uh, how when I first came down here, he was covering all of the pro and college teams down here in South Florida. Uh, just, I, I just remember him driving all over the place. Like you lived in Broward County, right? Yeah, at that point I was living, not Broward County, Coconut Creek. You are in Coconut Creek. Yeah, because I went to Florida so Atlantic County. University. and. Thanks for doing great calls for our good FAU. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, Jim is an FAU alum. Uh, by the way, Florida Atlantic. I think if they win tomorrow at Louisiana I Tech, I was just asking everyone. I was going to ask you. Yeah, I think I think they're in at large in the NCAA tournament. Um, but but he was covering all of these teams. You came down here, Jordan, and you immediately started an MMA show. And I I don't know how you do it, and I don't know how you did it because those people. 
are so intimidating. I don't know how you interview them. I don't know how you face them face-to-face. How do you handle big names? Because you're in a media scrum like myself and Jim. You're in a media scrum. You're talking with guys. Maybe Joey Porter confronts you because he's just being a jerk, all that stuff. But like these guys are, are I terrifying think so. human I think, beings. No, I think some of the, the guys in UFC and MMA are some of the nicest and sweetest people that there are on the planet. They just get paid to punch people in the face for a living, uh, but also the fact, too, that I, that I had the luxury of relationships or got to meet a guy like Dean Thomas, who then introduced me he was your to in? all the... Yeah, uh-huh. He was my in. Uh-huh. He was my in. He's also my insider now. I, I'm not going to get the fought MMA. with. They know Dean Thomas. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So once I bring along Dean, uh, it was fine. But no, yeah, that was my avenue. Like, my first like, couple of weeks here in, in West Palm, uh, I also did the coverage route. I went to a Miami Hurricanes game. They played Bethune-Cookman. <laughs> Nobody was in the press box. I'm like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I don't, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> so I went, I went down the mixed martial arts track. Uh, I do want to ask you guys. So, uh, Jordan, you'll get a kick out of this. Jim's just going to shake his head in shame, and Stone's going to wonder why the hell do I work with this guy. So Evan always makes fun of me. Evan Cohen always makes fun of me because he was covering a Dolphins game with me, or he, he went to go see a Dolphins game, and I was covering the Dolphins. We were in the locker room, and former Dolphins, corner Vontae Davis uh, was someone I had picked out that I needed to talk to. He had a couple of pass breakups in the game. It was a Dolphins win. And Vontae and I had always bonded because he is one of the all-time great corners in Illinois history. Jordan, a proud yeah, the Illinois long, alum. The long list the of long, great Illinois yeah, that's right. corners. That's right. And so <laughs> I, players, I walked up and did a one-on-one with Vontae Davis. Yeah. And so him and I had known each other for several years and what I did. And he was at his locker and he didn't have a shirt on. After the interview was over, I said, thanks, bro. I really appreciate We were at that level, and then I tapped his chest a couple of times, his bare man chest a couple of times, because I felt like, you know what? That's what boys do. We just tap each other on the bare man chest. And Evan saw that. He's like, what the hell are you doing? And Vontae just reacted like, "Eh, but you know Vontae. Vontae Davis had no idea what was happening five feet away from him. He was like in his own little world at all times, and so he didn't react. And I just thought everything was normal, but Evan's like, what in God's name was that? What's your ruling on uh, reporter one-on-one? You have a good relationship with the guy. You had a common bond over Illinois. I grew up a big Illinois football fan, one of the few. Um, the the man tap on the bare chest. How do you how do you grade that out? <laughs> I don't know how to react to that. For, considering the person that you chest, you know, you you touched because then he retired halftime. He did game, retire at halftime. halftime of a game. Yeah, yeah, he sure yeah, did. Very, very well known. He sure for that. did. Uh, you know, I, I'm the ki- I'm the king of like, and I've made a lot of good connections with players. It's more the the bro hug. So like the man, okay. the, the tap, the tap on the chest. Look, the you, everyone knows their own personal relationships <laughs> with each uh-huh. specific person they cover. Uh-huh. But I don't think if uh, like like we'll go back to my coach. If Matt Hamilton was standing next to me <laughs> with his shirt on, I'm not man tapping yeah. his chest there. But again, everyone's different. Him with a towel though. But that wasn't. I, I think I think the more the more awkward situations happened for two of us when we were in Madison covering the Badgers because because obviously we would go out after we would cover the Badgers to you know the local mm-hmm. establishments. Seen Brett and, then, and then when we <laughs> saw the players there, uh-huh. and they saw us, they were like, what? Just saw you three hours right. ago. We, you just right. had a microphone in my face, and you're stumbling around. <laughs> exactly, and, and I and I'm about to stumble around too. Right, right. Were there. Yeah. Like, we can't see each other, so go. You go that way. I'm going to go well, this way. Your current head coach, Brett Bielema at Illinois, saw oh, him out boy. a couple of times in Madison. Couple, and, <laughs> boy, that uh, that guy, that guy, can, that guy ran that town. He can absolutely uh, get after it. Uh, so, so 
you, Jordan, down here, you you come to ESPN West Palm. You met your 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 wife, mm-hmm. and uh, your family is not a thing. There is no, as we know it, Sherwood family if it wasn't for the time you spent at ESPN West Palm. Yes, actually, yeah, Men's Night Out, hosted by Desmond Howard oh. at, at FAU Stadium. So you have Desmond Howard to, <laughs> to thank. And FAU Stadium, the club level at FAU Stadium, <laughs> to, to thank for that, hosting that event as well. Yeah, I met my lovely wife, Jess. Oh, man, we have I two kids, did not know that. Zoe and Maxwell. We're up in Chicago now, but yeah, thanks to Good Comer Brands and 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 it's President Steve Palatziner who you know pointed to Jess from across the, the room. Say, hey, I think you should go talk to that girl. I'm like, okay, you know, that just listen, listen to orders left and right. I had absolutely no idea. Uh, so so Dean Thomas is a big part of Josh Cohen and the home team. Who's who is so Josh brought in Dean. Uh, and Josh Cohen's going to be on. We'll have a, a home team reunion in about uh, 27 minutes or so here on ESPN 106.3, 20 for 20. You latched on, though, to, to Dean as well from an MMA standpoint. Who does, who does Dean belong to then? In the radio pantheon, is, is, is Dean a product of you? Did you help bring him up through the ranks, or did Josh help to bring him up and elevate him? <laughs> I'm going to answer that question, Josh, considering audience. Josh is like offended. Josh is right offended now. right now. Well, I mean, I, I will say this: I, I, I know Josh is, has a has a great relationship with Dean. They're best of friends, but I don't think he was talking MMA on the radio with Josh. He was talking on the, uh, MMA on the radio with me. Okay. And what is he doing now for ESPN? He's talking about the UFC. He's talking about MMA. And that's where he has made his. Oh man, that actually. I mean, it's juicy. It's juicy. Dean, <laughs> is he? Is he because of Josh, or is he because of Jordan? <laughs> oh man, I love it. Everybody gets their start on inside the cage. That's 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 the fact. <laughs> so so being back in ESPN West Palm, twentieth anniversary. I, I I asked Jim Rutledge again, ESPN Madison, but started here at ESPN West Palm, FAU grad. Uh, his his uh, recollections of ESPN West Palm, but also now being back celebrating this 20th anniversary, like how he consumes it. For you, you were here back at our old offices mm-hmm. before we came to Phillips Point, 7th and 8th floor, 2090 Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard, right by the Chick-fil-A and right by the Hooters. Yeah. Uh, 20 years of this place. Well, first off, how bad the talent was. I was on six nights a week <laughs> like when I first started here, so thank God we, we were actually thin. Added, added and I couldn't even get on. That's how bad I was. I couldn't even get on the air. We had you on six days a week. Six nights oh, a week. Man. High school, hosting with JMP, MMA. Uh, you know, host. You know, top five at five with Evan in, in some ways. Um, obviously, the talent. You know, the fact that I could say that I saw Lamar Jackson play football in high school, and that dude was a video game in high school. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, and the significant moments. I talked about this. No one was listening at five a.m. when I was on with Nolan Murphy. But I mean, I was on the air when LeBron made the decision, and he made the decision to come to Miami. And obviously, that's significantly changed the sports culture, uh, the championship expectations of, of that franchise, of, of those fans. I was pissed because yeah. I was a Bulls fan, and I didn't want LeBron going to. I, I was with him in Cleveland. Uh-huh. I didn't want him following me down <laughs> to, to South Florida, but he did. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, certainly a significant moment. And obviously, um, you know, wh- where we've been. And where we are and where we're going, you know, in, in West Palms. I, I do miss Jordan because uh, him and I were two of maybe four White Sox fans in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. And so when Jordan left, we're down to like three. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's really just me and then two other randos here in uh, Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. So I miss you, buddy. I miss you too, man. man oh, You're man. welcome anytime up in Chicago. All right. All right. So, uh, by the way, our sister station, ESPN 1000, the uh, the home of the Chicago White Sox and now the Chicago Bears as well. So big things happening at Good Karma Brands. Not just isolated here to the 20th anniversary to ESPN West Palm. Jim, good to see you, brother. Congra- uh, congratulations on everything. The show is awesome. You and Matt are are fantastic. Jordan, keep killing it up in Chicago. Congrats on, uh, on the, the Bears acquisition, and thanks for coming down. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
Jordan Sherwood, Jim Rutledge, former ESPN West Palm men, still under the Good Karma Brands umbrella, celebrating the 20th anniversary here at ESPN 106.3. Pat Rooney Jr., he has been a part of this thing since really the inception in several capacities, president of the Palm Beach Kennel Club, PBKC, but so much more, part of the ESPN West Palm family, and we are going to reconnect with him when we come back. He's Tony Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live 20 for 20 on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to ESPN West Palm's 20 for 20, celebrating 20 years of defining sports in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. One of the most established voices that's been heard over 20 years on ESPN 106.3 is Pat Rooney Jr., who is not only the president of the Palm Beach Kennel Club, but uh, we've known him as a great, great, great friend, a confidant, a partner uh, here on ESPN 106.3 for two decades. He's represented us in Congress. He's pretty much done all there is to do, and he's just a really good football mind and a really good dude, and uh, figured this would be a really appropriate time as we celebrate our 20th anniversary to chat with him a little bit about how in the world this relationship came to be and Pat Rooney Jr. with us here on ESPN 106.3. So first things first, Pat, I I met you for the first time in 2008. I believe the first show we did was an NFL draft show from City Place uh, in the baking sun. Uh, and and uh, I think that was the first time we worked together, but I've known you now for, for going on 20 years but even before that how did you get mixed up with steve Politine or craig karmers and evan cohen and the whole crew that started this thing in 03 ken that is an excellent question um uh, as i as, as i've racked my brain trying to come up with you know some of the stories and people and stuff that that i've been privileged really enough to encounter being associated with espn uh, 760 at the time i know you're yep. on fm now 106 but um, yeah, I, I, you know, right after nine uh, eleven, believe it or not, I had a little existential crisis, and I'm like, you know, what, what do I want to do with my life? I was 35 mm-hmm. years old, so I ended up going to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting right off of uh, North Lake in '95, and I did that for I think it took me a year and a half to get, you know, that degree. And right after that happened, ESPN announced that they were going to, you know, open a station down here, which I think was was a great move on Stephen Craig's part because. We, we needed a local sports station in this market. It was an emerging market at the time. And um, obviously, they, they wanted to do some stuff with us advertising-wise with the, the Kennel Club. Uh, but I said, hey, you know, if, if I can do something either with golf or football, you know, I'd love to do it. And, and Steve was, both Steve and Craig, but really Steve was great, you know, with, with getting me involved right off the bat. And I remember doing some shows uh, out of our old Irish pub off Clematis. Yep. I think... Um, you know, right, right away with Evan. Um, you know, like 2003. I think we did we did a show right away on football, and from then it, it just it just uh, kept going. And I ended up doing high school football with Lance Davis. I did a show with Russ Evans. Uh, you know, a Tea Time, which was a golf show. I did the Monday, you know, the Monday night football stuff with Evan, and um, uh, it just it just was a really fun fun journey for me. I mean, the pay wasn't great, which is fine, but I wasn't doing it for the pay. I was doing it for... Nothing's changed, uh, Pat. I, I know. I know nothing's changed. But, um, but I, I just wanted to, you know, give myself a chance to see if, uh, you know, I could do something that was completely out of my comfort zone, which was speak on the air and, and interview people and 
do uh, you know do color commentary for high school football and all that, and it was just a blast. I mean, I I, I look back on those times now, and um, and then occasionally when when I'm lucky enough to come on with you guys, even now, and it's just it's it's a lot of fun. I've I've, I've met a lot of people, I let a, met a lot of nice people, met a lot of jerks, uh, <laughs> but really had a lot of fun uh, doing it with everybody. Pat Rooney, Jr., president of Palm Beach Kennel Club, but also uh, host of Tea Time, former golf show here on ESPN 106.3, high school football analyst, football extraordinaire in a multitude of capacities. He's checked all of the boxes you can check for the most part at ESPN 760 slash ESPN 106.3 slash ESPN West Palm over the last 20 years. I, uh, I, I'll i be honest, the, the first time we did a show, it was, it was Mike Goldstein who was uh, in charge of the programming department at the time, and, and he said, "Ken, you're going to uh, you're going to do this show. We're going to do two hours. It'll be part of our NFL draft coverage." And I'm young. I'm 23 years old. I had just come down here, only down in West Palm for a couple of months, and. Obviously, your last name stood out to me immediately. And Rooney, Rooney family, Pittsburgh Steelers. Holy crap! I mean, this is this is is overwhelming. And one thing that that I will say about you, and I think I've expressed this to you before, is that I think it, with you and your family, people hear the Rooney name and they think Pittsburgh Steelers immediately, and they immediately uh, to their mind says, "Oh, well, uh, NFL family uh, is super elite family." Uh, and and the the way that you guys compose yourself in the community, the way you, I mean, Pat, you show up at our ESPN West Palm Studios occasionally, and it just brightens everybody. You're just such a a positive and and fun person to be around. Uh, I I just I, I hope that people have the same experiences we've been able to have. The fact that you kind of threw yourself into this thing and you've remained friends with us for 20 years, business partners, but it's more than that. That means a lot to us. Uh, just just you being around, it's a big deal. Well, you know, I, number one, I appreciate that, Ken. I, it, it, it's a reflection really on my parents and how they brought me and my brothers up and, and really my grandfather going back, you know, a ways with all of the cousins. And, and uh, you know, we, we, we do... We do take pride in, in, in that name and, and making sure that, you know, for the most part, none of us have really gotten into trouble or anything like that. And, and I think that's really a testament to my grandfather, but also my, me specifically to my parents keeping me in line. But, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, it's like I grew up, uh, you know, even though I was older than a lot of, of, of the personalities at ESPN, you know, I, I sort of was, grew up with you guys in, in a way. Like I went to Steve's wedding. I went, you know, I remember when, when John gave up, smoking and all this mm-hmm. other stuff like it, it, you become part of everybody's lives and um it was just a it was a family and it was a neat crew to be around and that time was exciting because uh again you didn't know what was going to happen you didn't know you know if, if people were going to listen or not and um it just it was like i said it was it was out of my comfort zone but it was something i needed to do and i'm glad i did it and uh and i'm glad i still have a, a small part every now and then calling in or, or showing up like you said once in a while seen some old faces and and uh just marveling how now everybody's getting older and and uh <laughs> the, the, the stuff that I, I still view you know a lot of the espn guys as young people not kids but but young adults and now that you know they've got kids themselves they're married yep. or you know they're going through everything in life so it's a lot of fun coming back like you said just seeing the people and and uh conversing with them and seeing what's happening in their lives 
Pat also stunned as well that uh, the the young men that he uh, that he met at ESPN West Palm have actually found mates, found partners in a shocking <laughs> a shocking turn of events, major upsets across the board. Pat Rooney Jr., President Palm Beach Kennel Club, 20th anniversary, 20 for 20 here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, you mentioned John J Mart. Uh, you have chosen for many, 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 many years to have him uh, really be the public representative. Uh, uh, Palm Beach County uh, Kennel Club's representative of uh, for the public and and uh, the messaging and have him be a part of countless poker tournaments and 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 sort of uh, be someone that 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 puts the Palm Beach Kennel Club's best foot forward. And I suppose my question to you, when it comes to J Mart and you allowing him to talk as much as he does publicly about PBKC, is um, is why? Well, excellent question again, Ken. Um, <laughs> Now, John, John is, John's an everyman. Like he, yep. to me, uh, you know, he, he was not meant to be an on-air personality. John was a behind-the-scenes <laughs> guy, and Evan sort of brought that out in him. And, and I know John probably initially was very uncomfortable doing a lot of on-the-air stuff. But, but I think that comes through on the radio, and if you meet John in person, that he is just a regular guy. He's not a groomed, you know, wanted to be on, on radio his whole life type of person. He, he just, I, I'm not going to say he fell into it because that, that isn't the case, but, but John uh, really took on that role and instead of shying away from it, worked on, on his speaking ability and, uh, you know, pronunciations and all that other kind of stuff and, and sports knowledge and, and worked on it. And, be, and in my opinion, has become just an unbelievable on air personality of the station. So, plus he's a poker player. So he right. knows the game. And, and, and when he comes to the track, he's not just there, you know, as somebody that's, that's sort of half in, half out. He knows, he knows a lot of our players. He knows the game. He knows, you know, what, what those players are looking for and, and things like that in terms of amenities and, and those types of things. So it was a natural fit for us to, to, to really utilize John as much as we could uh, because, again, I think he just um, projects – that type of person that, you know, you want to, I hate the expression, but you want to sit down and have a beer with. John is that type of guy. You can sit with John, talk about any sport, uh, or if you want to specifically talk about poker, and he has the knowledge and, and at a level where you don't feel like, you know, you're an idiot just sitting with him. He. That is Pat Rooney Jr., president, Palm Beach Kennel Club. We thank him for just being being a part of this family from the very beginning. He's more than just a partner. He is a teammate of ours. He's a family member of ours here on ESPN 106.3. Someone, a, a perfect person to check in with us. 20th anniversary of ESPN West Palm. 20 for 20. There is still another six-plus hours of live local here on ESPN at 106.3. When all is said and done, it's going to be 20 straight hours. We started at midnight, still going strong. Josh Cohen's going to take the reins. Josh Cohen and the home team in just about nine minutes or so. We'll wrap up Ken Levick, a live portion to 20 for 20 after this. He's still on the bandwidth. Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. And the Treasure Coast. Josh Cohen and the home team. In just a couple of moments, Josh, Dean, Tina, I'm going to be a part of it. I get to go back to my Josh Cohen and the home team roots for a little bit. This is good. 20 for 20, 20th anniversary. Uh, we are celebrating here at ESPN 106.3. Everything started at midnight, and we are rolling strong until 8 o'clock. And then, well, we're taking the weekend off because, well, we deserve it. But also, the mayor of West Palm Beach, 
is here. Keith James is here. The mayor, the guy, the man, the boss of West Palm Beach is here. He's going to join us in the next hour here on ESPN 106.3 for a special proclamation. I thought it was fitting, Stone, to wrap up our portion here. Uh, if, if we listen to my proudest moment at ESPN 106.3, Evan, uh, you heard it earlier in the 11 o'clock hour if you were listening, but my proudest moment in my 16 years of the 20 at ESPN West Palm, this my very first Division One college football touchdown call, Florida Atlantic at Nebraska, 2009. Listen to the greatness. Lee back to throw, three-step drop, looking, fires. He has a man, it's caught. He makes him over the 20. He's to the 15, 10 to the 5. It's a touchdown. A Florida Atlantic score. Right, a Nebraska score on the play. <sighs> Boy. And, and, and that, Stone, Stone, you talked earlier about how how you look at me as a bit of a mentor? Don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, that's the stuff you learn from right there. I feel so vulnerable right now. As you should. I've opened myself up to the masses. That's a touchdown, Florida Atlanta. Oh, that's a touchdown, Nebraska. <laughs> that's actually not a terrible impression of me. All right, that's a wrap for us. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still going to be here. Josh is taking over the driver's seat, though. Dean, Tina, the whole crew, the home team crew taking over. And the mayor, Keith James, West Palm Beach mayor, Keith James, is here. What does he want? We'll find out. 20 for 20, 20th anniversary here at ESPN West Palm. That's Stone Levanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.